Hi there. I'm Jacqueline Kinster with Holistic Lactation, and I am the iHelp Moms featured expert on lactation support during the coronavirus. And what I'm going to be talking about with you today is addressing a lot of questions that we've gotten about COVID-19 and breastfeeding. So I do want to start by addressing a huge question that a lot of moms have, especially if they're pregnant and they're worried about breastfeeding their babies amongst this pandemic. So the first question is, if moms who are positive with COVID-19 should breastfeed? And I'm really excited to address this question with you today because there's some conflicting advice out there. And what I always follow with my board certification and uh, following the evidence that's out there uh, is tends to be along the lines of what the World Health Organization puts out. And in this scenario, the World Health Organization is updating us, you know, very frequently as, as far as updating lactation consultants and the larger health community. And they are suggesting and recommending that any mother who tests positive for COVID-19 should still breastfeed her baby, should still be skin to skin with her baby, and should still share a room with her baby postpartum. Now, these recommendations are evidence-based recommendations, and I'll talk about more about why that is in just a moment. Um, but there's some conflicting information out there, specifically by the American Academy of Pediatrics. And they are recommending that mothers who test positive for COVID-19 do not feed their babies directly at the breast, do not share a room with their babies, uh, and sometimes even recommend separating them and putting them into like a NICU. Um, now, that is not an evidence-based recommendation. That is an opinion-based recommendation uh, based on zero science. Zero science in terms of, you know, how breastfeeding and breast milk works uh, and zero science in terms of what we know about COVID-19 and pregnant and postpartum mothers and babies. So I'm going to dive in a little bit more about the evidence here for you, just so you have an idea of, of what we're talking about. So the way breastfeeding works is it's a hormonal dance. So as soon as you birth your baby, your progesterone levels fall once you birth the placenta, which allows your prolactin levels to rise. And that is actually what drives milk production. So milk production starts to begin. It already began in the second trimester, but now it can be, begin in full force. The other hormone that needs to get released is oxytocin. Now, I'm not going to dive into this episode about, you know, how oxytocin can be interfered with during the birth process. But it's really important that oxytocin is released because oxytocin is what allows the milk to be released from your breasts, even if it's just colostrum. You generate oxytocin by smelling your baby's head. So putting a hat on your baby's head is never a good idea by doing skin to skin with your baby and by having your baby suckle at the breast. Now, if you remove all three of those things because you're following the AAP recommendations or you have a provider who is, you're not going to get that release of oxytocin. And we know studies have shown for years and years and years that reduced oxytocin leads to reduced milk output and reduced milk supply overall. So number one, they're already putting you in a place, a position where your milk supply is being compromised. We don't want that. Number two is just from a, an emotional perspective, the way our brains are wired, you know, our brains are wired to hold our babies right after birth, uh, to feel, you know, like we're protecting them, to feed them, to, you know, create circumstances under which they can survive and thrive. Being separated from our babies can actually create trauma. And trauma is actually a 
physiological response in the brain. It isn't an emotional or choice or a behavior response. It's actually physiological based. It's brain based. And so if you experience the trauma of being separated from your baby, this actually, you know, not only creates a trauma response for you, um, but actually affects the way you're imprinting your bond with your child. It also creates trauma for your child. So a baby that has been in your womb for nine or 10 months or less, if they're a premature baby, is suddenly separated from you, their brain and their body thinks that their mother has died. They don't know any different. They're not fully aware. They're not, you know, two years old and know that we're going to come back at some point. They don't know that. That is a huge trauma to them. And we know this even, you know, even through adoption, right? So babies who, let's say, are born, they're given up for adoption, they're handed right over to the new caregiver immediately after birth, they still experience trauma because the familiar voices, sounds, smells, all of that they experienced in the womb is now suddenly gone from their lives. And they cannot really make sense of that. Their brain just thinks something traumatic has happened, like the death of their primary caregiver. So that also affects their ability to bond with you and it imprints them for life. And it wires their brain in a way that trauma wires the brain, not in a way that healthy attached bonding wires the brain. So those are the two primary reasons. There's many other reasons why we shouldn't be separating mothers from babies. Um, but then let's talk about the breast milk perspective. So the way that breast milk is made, we still don't even fully understand it. But what we have learned from science is that you smelling your baby, you licking your baby, kissing your baby, exposing yourself to your baby and their microbiome is what creates antibodies, immunoglobulins, stem cells, uh, you know, interleukins, all kinds of immune factors that are then given to your baby through your breast milk. If you are not holding your baby, smelling your baby, touching your baby, your body is just kind of playing a guessing game, trying to figure out what it is it's supposed to put in the breast milk to give your baby. So when you're not exposed to your baby, um, then your body isn't quite sure exactly what your baby needs, which is really unfortunate. Now, that doesn't mean that if you need to be separated from your baby for an actual medical reason that, that, that you're doomed or that breastfeeding is doomed, there's always ways we can work around that. But making a blanket statement that any mother who is suspected of having COVID-19 or test positive should be separated from her baby is going to cause more harm short-term and long-term for that mother and baby. The other thing is that if you are you know, testing positive for COVID-19, you had it during pregnancy, now you have it postpartum, your baby was already exposed to the disease and your baby would already have antibodies that would be given to them through the placenta and they would be given to them through the breast milk. So they're going to have the utmost protection of any infant. And if we separate mothers and babies, what we end up doing is creating a higher risk that formula is going to be used. And there's nothing in formula other than nutrition. So there's nothing in formula that creates, you know, an immune system. It's not living tissue. It doesn't provide antibodies. It doesn't provide any immune benefits. And even formula with probiotics in it technically is supposed to be mixed with boiling water, which would kill probiotic bacteria anyhow. So there's a little, you know, little benefit to separating mothers and babies. Again, it's not an evidence-based recommendation. The other question I get from moms that we've had here at I Help Moms is should mothers who are currently breastfeeding, who are planning on weaning their children because of whatever reason, should they delay weaning? And my answer to you is yes. And this is actually what the World Health Organization recommends as well. And in case you haven't been aware, um, you know, it's actually recommended by the World Health Organization and all of the evidence and science we have out there shows that the natural normal age of weaning for humans is anywhere between ages two and seven. So a minimum of two years is what's recommended. 
Now, if there is a medical reason that you should wean, um, there are certain circumstances like that, like you're undergoing chemotherapy or other things, then, you know, yes, potentially maybe this is the time for you to wean because we don't want to delay certain treatments. But beyond that, there's really no recommendation that you should wean right now. And there's no lack of immune factors in your breast milk as your child gets older. So you may have heard from misinformed you know, family, friends, peers, even healthcare providers, that there's no benefit to breastfeeding beyond a year. That's absolutely untrue. In fact, as your baby gets older, the longer you breastfeed, the higher the concentration of immune factors in your breast milk. So your breast milk becomes really more of an immune system for your baby as they get older, especially over one year. Now, it still provides nutritional benefits, but it provides many, many more immune benefits And your breast milk is dynamic. So that means it's always changing. It's always adapting based on your environment and your child's environment. Now, the third question people have been asking is, how do I get breastfeeding support uh, during this time? And that's a really good question. And I'm going to talk about a couple things here and then wrap it up. So typically you would see a lactation consultant in person. And that's always, you know, what we would recommend. But during this particular pandemic, I will tell you that International Board Certified Lactation Consultants, we do not have access to the proper personal protective equipment that they do in the ERs and ICUs and things of that nature who are actually dealing with COVID-19 in that kind of a scenario. Nor do I feel that our profession should be taking away that personal protective equipment for ourselves when there's already a shortage of it. Now, if there was an abundance of it, that's a different story. But as we know, there is a shortage worldwide of this personal protective equipment. Now, as a lactation consultant, I always wear gloves when I do my consults, but very rarely am I wearing a mask. And I certainly don't have, you know, a gown or, you know, a face shield or any of that other type of equipment. The other issue there is obviously we're always dealing with bodily fluids, not just breast milk, but sometimes blood, sometimes, you know, spit up, sometimes, you know, stool or urine of the infant. Um, And so, you know, we tend to wear scrubs, we wear gloves, things of that nature, Um, but we bring a fair amount of equipment with us to appointments and have to sanitize that after every time when we're not able to reorder sanitizing supplies. Um, We're going to be in close proximity to you for well over 15 minutes. Um, So there's potential for exchange of respiratory droplets, things of that nature. And anyone who's recently birthed, If they've birthed in a hospital, even a birth center, you were recently in a medical setting that's putting you at a much higher risk for being either a carrier or an asymptomatic carrier of COVID-19. And so if we constantly expose ourselves to patients, we're actually increasing the risk of the spread of the disease. So for that reason, any lactation consultant who understands infection control is now only doing telehealth visits unless they work in a hospital setting and they're still required to come into work. But if they're in private practice, they should be doing telehealth visits. So I want to let you know that those are available to you. Telehealth visits, telemedicine, however you want to call it. It's a virtual appointment. It happens online via video. Uh, We tend to do video appointments because breastfeeding is a very visual, physical thing. We can do phone appointments if it doesn't require a, um, you know, physical assessment of any kind. Um, But for the most part, a physical assessment is what's going to get you the best care. That's why we do that. There are HIPAA compliant video platforms that we use. I myself have personally been doing telehealth for years. It's pretty much always been a part of my practice. And there's really nothing I can't do to assist you via telehealth. Um, I can guide you through doing an oral assessment, all of those things with your baby. The only thing that I can't do is obviously weigh your baby. Um, So during this time, if you do have concerns about infant weight gain, what I would suggest for you is to rent a scale 
buying a scale typically isn't going to be super accurate unless you're spending a thousand dollars. You do want to rent an actual hospital grade scale that's going to be accurate to at least five grams. Uh, that way you can track, you know, doing weighted feeds or track, you know, waking of your baby. Um, but telehealth is absolutely an option for you. And I don't want you to feel like there's no options for you just because someone can't come to your home or just because you can't go into a clinic. There's also a number of online courses out there. You know, I have several that I'm offering and I'm opening up the doors to an online support community for moms just like you very, very soon. So there's a lot of options available to you online, but I would say there's a difference between looking up information in blogs and YouTube videos and things like that versus actually getting personalized recommendations. I cannot tell you how many times I've had women say, well, I've tried it all. I've read everything there is on the internet and I still don't know what's going on. How could you possibly help me? Well, the reason I can possibly help you is because I'm actually a trained clinician when it comes to lactation and breastfeeding. And when I look at your situation on an individual level, you and your baby, there's a lot of things that I can pull out and tell you what to do and the results and answers you could get in 30 minutes, 60 minutes of time versus spending days and weeks scouring the internet for answers. Well, you can save yourself a ton of time and sometimes time is of the essence when it comes to breastfeeding problems. So for the time being, online virtual help is absolutely available to you. I'm not the only lactation consultant out there offering that. Um, and I don't know, you know, what every practitioner out there is doing, but I know I've lowered my rates substantially to make this kind of care super duper accessible to those of you who need it right now. So I just want to wrap this up by saying that, you know, while it is important that we do continue social distancing and following those recommendations and limit our outings outside of the house, especially if you're pregnant, especially if you had a new baby recently, um, I do want to say Definitely, if there is a health problem going on, if you're having breastfeeding problems, that is a health problem. You need to get those addressed, and there's ways to do that that are going to be safe for you and your family. And I do want to just reiterate my first initial point, which is that if you even test positive for COVID-19, um, you know, during the birth, right before, right after, or, or a little while after, there's absolutely zero reason that you should cease breastfeeding your baby it's still recommended. It's going to be the best thing for you and your baby. It's going to create great short-term results, great long-term results. And what we've seen so far has shown that breastfeeding your baby, even if you are diagnosed positive for COVID-19, even if your baby is diagnosed positive, is going to do a lot for you, especially since there's still not a dedicated treatment. Um, there's, you know, drugs that they're trying out things of that nature, but they're trying those out on adults, not necessarily babies. So this is the best thing that you could do for your child. And if you are planning on weaning, try to continue going through this time, through this pandemic. It'll do wonders for your child's immune system and their health, and it'll offer a ton of protective benefits. So I hope you found this information incredibly helpful. I hope it's answered your questions that you might have. And most importantly, I hope it's put your mind at ease during this precarious time when there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of different information coming out. I want to clear this up as an expert in the field, and I appreciate you taking this information and doing something actionable with it. And if I've helped you in some way, you know, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram at holisticlactation.